So what's the problem with your car? Uh, shutter. So when does it happen? Once a month. When I see my payment, I start shaking. Ah, well, you got an interest rate issue. Yeah. Well, here's a pro tip. You may be able to refinance your auto loan with Westcom Credit Union. As a member-owned financial co-op, Westcom offers great low rates. Wow, Westcom sounds like a smart move. Yeah, just like changing your oil. Westcom. The best bank for you may not be a bank at all. Westcom is an equal opportunity lender and federally insured by NCUA. Certain terms may apply. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Breakdown. On this beautiful Friday evening, it is moi, your host, Mr. Marvin Showtime Williams, and moi, Mrs. I don't even know how to describe it, Mr. Sharifa Hardy. Sharifa, I was trying to think of something to, to make it go like the feminine of moi. I couldn't think of nothing. I tried as hard as I could. The, 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 you know, the receptors in the brain didn't quite make it there, but they left. They left as hard, and they flew as far as they could for you, girl. Why misses? Oh, I don't think you, you tried. I don't think you tried. I don't think you tried. I think I think if you you know you tried a little harder, you know what I mean. Took a little bit more time. You you came up something. You know I have the utmost oh, confidence in you. I call her the sister girl with all the answers. That's why we love to ask <laughs> Sharifa. That's right. That's right. That's See? what I say. Oh, That's I, what I tell her. That's what I know. That's how I know to be true. That's how we're here today. Uh, that's how we have Sharifa on the show, myself on the show, another beautiful show, and here to talk about, I can get right to the point because I know we're going to deviate from it anyway, you know? <laughs> yes. Employees or bosses, or actually owners, actually, employee or owner, you know, discussing the pros and cons of each because we know that both sides have their own in, unique and independent pitfalls, you know? This is not a perfect world, and, you know, the working environment is not perfect, and even the most successful companies in the world have their pros and cons. And some of the worst working environments in the world, I'm pretty sure, have a lot of cons, but might have a couple of pros, and we're going to be going through a few of them. And maybe we might have people press that lovely number one, but you never know. They might just listen. Which you is never all know. That's what we're here for. You never know. We never know. Sharifa, how was your day today? It was wonderful, it was busy, it was exciting, and guess what? It's almost over. It's almost over. So we knock this show out, <laughs> you know, since we're here, we're not in the club, we're not dropping it like it's hot. Mm-mm. So, yeah, once Mm-mm. we, once we knock the this club show out. The club don't get jumped until later anyway. If you're going to the club now missing the breakdown because you're going to the club now, you know, you haven't learned club game yet. You ain't supposed to get to the club at 9 o'clock, right when the bouncer's over there, you know. They're all talking mess. People just arriving. They just turned the, the DJs over there trying to figure out what he's going to what he's going to play. He ain't playing the real stuff right now. He's playing all the stuff for all the no. people who there too goddamn early. Nine o'clock? That's, that's right. not the time to be in no club. If you have no. any club game, you better get there between eleven and twelve, try to get there twelve, twelve thirty. And if you got game, you just pull up and then leave with what you want. That's what I say. That's right. Get your club etiquette on. So they don't know about that. They can get, tune in to get your the breakdown club radio etiquette. show. That's right. Mm-hmm. Then head on out to the club. But before we head to the club, or, and before we do ooh, anything ooh, else, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah, go ahead, Arnold. No, Arnold, I have one more thought for the club. Now, for my people who mm-hmm. are overzealous to get to the club or get out there, you know what? You can stream mm-hmm. us live or listen in. Because while you're waiting out there in the line, because I don't know what your VIP status is like, you can just listen in in that line. That way you ain't, you can kill two birds, one stone. You can get your breakdown on and listen to the club. Right when you get in, probably an hour later, the show ends, and you can get your butt in there talking about I heard Mark Shreva. Now go get your drunk on and do whatever the hell you want to do. 
Yep. That's right. Saying. But but be sure to tell a friend to tune in to the Breakdown Radio Show weeknights at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at thebreakdownradioshow.com. That's what you want to tell that's what, and while you in line, you might as well tell them because you ain't doing nothing else but over there trying to look cute, but everybody's driving by looking at why you're there so damn early. Bam. Bam. That's what I say. That's what, that's what I say. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to tell them they don't know. You know, they don't know. They don't know the so office that are coming this way for us. My day, you know the funny part about my day? My day was actually, um, it was very cool because, you know, you know I love days that come right after a crazy hard day. So yesterday mm-hmm. was crazy tough. For the minute, you know, like every second of yesterday, I was either going somewhere or had something to do. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So everything yes. yesterday was just like a, it was like an accordion of time. And I was like barely making it to each thing. And I was there just like a second before everything started. You know what I'm saying? Literally everything felt like that yesterday. But, and, and, and the funny part about it is that none of my day was like, um, it was, it was, none of it was, like, impromptu. None of it was, like, you know, spontaneous. I, I just had that crazy of a calendar, you know? And then to go into today, which was a lot easier of a day, but at the same time, some, some really cool things still got accomplished, but just a lot easier of a day, that made this day the bomb. It's just been a lot easier, nicer, calendar-friendly day, and I really appreciated it. Plus, I got an opportunity to talk to one of my um, old-school homies, um, who I went to high school with, and we probably haven't talked for years, and we had a great conversation today, um, probably about an hour or two before the show. So that was that was that 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 was great, and now we're putting the icing on the cake. So today was just today was just great. Oh, fantastic! So uh, I saw mm-hmm. in your post on, on Facebook on social media because you know I'm stalking you that you have this wonderful oh, conversation with your um, partner that you hadn't seen in years. So did you guys mm-hmm. discuss being an entrepreneur versus uh, a owner? Well, actually, you know, the funny thing is he, he's, our, he's an architect, so he actually works for a firm. And he's, done, he's been um, devoted to his craft for like 16 years. And we were actually talking about some things because we had opportunities um, coming up that he would be able to take advantage of because he's been an architect for some prestigious firms over there in the Bay Area. So, um, he, you know, I think for him, he loves what he does. And that's a real cool thing because when you're – employee but love what you do at the same time you know he gets to work on the prestigious side of things and work on some really great and cool projects um i'm pretty sure he's going to look at it from his standpoint of being an employee like you know it's it's working out well for him because you know the money is there the creative is there you know he takes ownership in building some like you know um some some very prestigious like you know homes um and things of that nature so his work will live on forever you know, through the work that he's doing as an architect. So he's, he's, he's creating beauty in his work, and he's an employee. So I'm pretty sure from his side, he's going to look at it like, yeah, he probably would. There's days when you're an employee and you're working for a firm and you probably are thinking that you, wanna, um, you want to um, have your own, your, your own um, firm and, and do it your way. But at the same time, you know, there's pros and cons to that. But I didn't hear no gripe and no beef out of him. Everything seemed to be pretty cool. Well, that's cool. I was just wondering if you had discussed today's topic because you, you know, it was a conversation that you mentioned in social media. So I just wanted to know if the topic came up um, in conversation. Oh, say that. You broke up there a little bit. I don't know if your mic is on all the way. I, you might have sounded perfect to the people, but for whatever reason, my hearing apparatus didn't work correctly. What would you say? Your hearing apparatus. Yep. You know me. I come with them words, with them syllables. What happened? Is your hearing apparatus your phone? 
my hearing apparatus is my headphones. You know, I I I I put extras on it. I just can't have the regular apparatuses. I gotta have all kinds of contraptions to make me feel like I'm in my zone. So yeah, the apparatuses are fixed now though. What'd you say? Oh, okay. Are you able to hear me? Can the people hear me? I hear you loud and clear. I, I'm pretty sure the people can hear you because I can hear you. I know, and I can't say that I wasn't hearing you, but it wasn't it wasn't the people's fault or 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 the or the or the or the, or the show's fault. It was my apparatus's fault. Okay, fantastic. So mm-hmm. let's get back to today's yeah. topic of entrepreneur versus yes. owner. Yes. You know, what are some of the pros, the cons, who wins, who, who loses, or is that uh, yesterday's mm. show? Well, no, I mean, I, I think that topic is great for both of us because, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for probably out of the last 20 years, probably 16 of them. And it's mm-hmm. given me a great amount of freedom, like, you know, things that you can do with your family, this, that, and the other. But it also brings in a large amount of stress because, you know, one thing that I enjoyed, I enjoyed very much about working for other companies is that I can go on autopilot unless I'm ambitious. If I don't feel like being ambitious, I'm on autopilot. I'm just going in there, doing whatever I'm doing, and I'm getting things done. You know what I'm saying? Um and there was, a, there was a sense of, oh, everything's still cool. Whether I have a good day or a bad day, my check is still coming on the 1st or 15th or whenever you get paid, you know, bi-monthly, bi-weekly, whatever it's going to be, you know, saying quarterly, whatever you feel, your, your check is coming. When you're on your own business owner, and you know, you know this to be true, you know, you command those checks. And why, while there's no necessarily set limitation on what you make, like say from a salary position or, you know, clocking in from an hourly position um, or even a bonus position, you you can go after what you want, but at the same time, when things don't work out or when people are late on their payments, this and the other, there's nobody else to pay you, so you feel that pain. And then when you're also paying other people, you feel double the pain. So I think the, the hard thing about being an owner is simply the responsibility that you have to yourself and to those around you, whereas an employee, you have, empl- you have, you have responsibility to the job and to the company some, somewhat, but you're not responsible for the company, you know, so... Me as a me as a, I mean I love being an entrepreneur, but I damn sure know that I've had um, some very stressful nights thinking, okay, how am I going to do A to B? But then at the same time, to tell you the truth, I've had the same thing as employee, to where you're like, oh, am I going to get fired because I was tripping? I was going a little bit crazy. So I don't know. It, it's a hard one. I've I've had stress both ways. I personally enjoy being an entrepreneur. I talk to people who are like, no, I can't do that because that daily grind and that hustle, that particular type of hustle, is not for me. Like my sister, my sister has worked for like probably the last twenty years. And I've definitely been an, uh, an entrepreneur for like the last 16 of those 20 years, at least, probably 17. So, but she's not, she won't play around with entrepreneurship because she wants to know that money is coming and guaranteed, don't play with my money, make it arrive to my bank account, direct deposit. Thank you very much. Well, that's exactly how I feel. But I think one of the uh, mm. main things that I wanted to make sure that we covered is that in mm-hmm. our school system, whether they're high school or even universities, for the most part, what we do is we teach people how to be employees. We don't teach mm-hmm. them how to be um, entrepreneurs. And even if, mm-hmm. you know, their profession, they wind up being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. they, um, it, it usually is, is something that people wind up doing. For instance, okay, mm-hmm. somebody's gone to med school, they're a doctor. At some point in time, they may eventually open up their own practice. But even being a mm-hmm. doctor or a lawyer coming straight out, most people, you know, it's like, okay, go get a job at a hospital. Go get a job at a law firm. Law, law firm. You know, even with that type of industry, most people right. 
are still focused on, you know, no matter what the industry, they're still focused on the job, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to being an owner. And I think that's one of mm-hmm. the things that in our school system we definitely need to improve on or, or change. Would you agree? I disagree. Hello. Yeah, my 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 phone keeps going on mute for some re- for for some reason. Um, it's just a little bit crazy. No, I would agree. I would agree because you're talking about now from the system, the overall standpoint of education and what you're geared to do. I mean, I would definitely agree. I mean, there's there, there's things that are just totally missed in the from from an entrepreneurial standpoint. There's things that I felt like in the school system that you know aren't necessarily um, covered in the length and the spectrum in which they should be. I mean, everything from personal credit to personal finance to business finance to entrepreneurship. Uh, to entrepreneurship. I mean, there's things out there to where you can really be freed from having to be an employee that I think you just learn later in life through, like, experience, you know, that should be part of, you know, the curriculum, you know, so to speak. So I would definitely agree that, you know, the educational system sets you up more to be, an employee versus an owner, but then at the same time, um, you know, it's structured. I think it's structured that way to have, you know, to have a select few being the owners and everyone else um, being the, the the workers. You mentioned that school system. There were areas that um, people can use or people should teach? What are some of the areas that people that you believe people should learn while they're in school? Well, one of the biggest things I think is personal credit. I think people don't really understand the power of credit. I think, you know, there's times when you're coming up and you're growing up and you think credit's for buying clothes or maybe buying this and buying that. Like it's an extension of what you want and you don't really understand the power of being able to have good credit and use that tool to be able to draw down on things like other lines of credit or advances um, of, of buying power and then attach that to why you want that buying power. A perfect example is, you know, everybody goes to work every day, but also at the same time our stock market goes up and down every day. And there's money in the wins and there's money in the, long, the losses. There's money in, like, you know, the long investments as well as the short investments. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of these things in terms of, like, you know, whether it's personal finance or, you know, growing your wealth, I feel or missed. I was I went to you know I went to some pretty good schools coming up. Um, I was in AP classes, and it was very funny to know that when I look back and I see well how much of uh, of really getting it, you know getting ahead from a personal finance standpoint was like either not missed or not taught. Yeah, we went over Spanish, biology, chemistry. You know, we went over you know history, English. I went to a Catholic high school, so I, you know we went into like you know religious studies. We we did a whole bunch of things. But I would have also loved there was like you know a really good couple of courses as a junior and senior uh, on 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 you know personal finance, personal credit, and how to turn these um, opportunities into more money. Because right when you go into college, you know a lot of kids get inundated with student debt, this and the other, and then of course their credit is going to suffer. And to me, it's almost like um, it's kind of like this whole approach to where you know you go through high school, you go through college. I mean, you go through high school, you get in college, and then when you're in college, you know. Um, you know, you can, it's easy to acquire debt and then you come out into the workforce and then you're hoping to, if you're fortunate to me, you know, you're getting into um, uh, an environment uh, that, you know, you can really use your degree. But then if not, you know, you're trying to pay off student loans 
and then you're trying to work your way into, you know, using your degree. And then it becomes like a cycle because, you know, when you come out of college with, like, you know, debt, this and the other, then it's hard for you to afford a home where you can't really get approved for a loan on a home or at least get a great rate from the interest rate on your mortgage. So you tend to rent. And then when you're renting, you're throwing money to the landlord. So you start like this whole cycle of renting, not owning, trying to get back to the life that you believe or perceive that you wanted. And then it turns into like this whole cycle because, you know, you're – your your um your student loans you know they're they're advancing and their interest rates are just like crazy. I've talked to a few students to where you know they're in their like you know they're in their late thirties mid forties and they still carry like a hundred thousand dollars some odd number of student loan debt and they haven't necessarily worked in a in the field of choice you know and and it's multiple different fields so uh there's a there's a host of things that I think are like you know systemic um that can cause you know problems and why you can you know you can have you know, a lot of students coming out feeling like, are they really going to get ahead even with their degree? Uh, and and that's when, you know, people get entrepreneurial. That's when they start thinking, hey, I want to try and, and get out and do my own thing. But then at the same time, you don't necessarily know what you don't know. So I see people also with degrees thinking that just because they have a degree, they're going to have a successful business. And then all of a sudden, that's not the approach either because you haven't even learned how to be an expert in your craft yet. You haven't put in those 10,000 hours. It's, there's a lot that goes into being successful, a successful shop, a successful anything, especially when you want to take the consumer's dollar, you want to get the consumer's vote. It get, there's a lot of nuances there. So, you know, a lot of times I look at it like, you know, you're set up to go become employed, have interesting credit, rent, start a cycle that you keep trying to fight out from where I think if we had other tools along the way, especially through like middle school or high school, um, and definitely they should be there in college, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd be able to make certain moves. Um, and I'm going to just end that whole statement with, I remember watching um, the social network, um, which of course is the story of, you know, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. And then you look at the, the, his friend who had invested in him. I think part of, I think one of the, 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 one of the lines that they have in the movie was that, you know, his buddy who invests in Facebook, I think an initial $35,000, they mentioned that his friend was like, you know, um, he was, um, he was trading, I think, in foreign currency or some commodities over the summer, and he had amassed about $300,000 uh, in, in profit, or he was in a positive under his portfolio. He had $300,000 that he had made over the summer. And those skills are, are what I know aren't necessarily being taught. So when you can have a college kid making $300,000 in the summer and then putting $35,000 into what is what would be Facebook, later suing his friend and probably making upwards of, like, you know, half a billion to a billion dollars in the lawsuit, you know, all those things are missed in, by the majority, majority of kids going through school and going through college. Yep. I said a mouthful. No, I hit, you, you definitely did. You, you said about a half an hour full. That was beautiful. But <laughs> what I think is that mm-hmm. in addition to just the education, what I mean is mm-hmm. the, the focus on business. You know what I mean? Actually being in business just because you are able, you know, you love motorcycles doesn't mean you're able to operate a motorcycle business. You know, just because you love to cook doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you know how to do accounting. You know, there are so many different aspects about, um, you know, just being in business. And I, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine who is actually the president of a very large company, um, which I'm not going to mention, but, we both went to the same high school. We went to downtown business magnet high school. 
you know, so being mm-hmm. a business school, being a magnet school, I mean, we were learning mm-hmm. finance. We were learning economics, you know, when we were mm-hmm. in the 10th grade. So mm-hmm. when we had the conversation later that mm-hmm. um, we didn't know growing up how, how um, much we learned and how different our education was, you know, because when you're um, – we, you know, we, I'm, I was about to name a school, so I, but I don't want to judge schools. But when you're at schools that may not necessarily be a magnet school or something like right. that, your education may right. be different. And so what happens right. is people get, a, um, you know, a career or they get something that they're doing, and then they say, okay, you know what, I love to do this. I want to go in business doing this. But in actuality, they have absolutely no business experience. They have no business Very knowledge. True. And unless mm-hmm. you go to a university and you get your degree in those things, usually in most mm-hmm. high schools, most middle schools, we aren't taught the business or how to operate the business, which is another reason that many businesses, you know, fail because people go based on the, the passion of doing something. Mm-hmm. They go based mm-hmm. on this is what I really love to do. But, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it may not even just be schools, but people, I recommend that they go and take classes, you know, primarily, primarily, primarily. Take some accounting classes. Take some marketing right. classes. You know, become mm-hmm. familiar with the business aspect. And business is business is business is business. You know, that's one of the things right. that, because people always say, Sharifa, you know, can you work with me? Because I, I, I have a production studio, but I want you to help me market. Can you take on that right. type of client? Oh, I have this type right. of business. I own a plumbing business. Can you market that type of business? And I always say the right. same thing. Business is business is business is business. It really, to a certain extent, doesn't matter the product or service. Businesses mm-hmm. usually operate in a certain way. So you have to figure mm-hmm. out how to operate a business. And then what happens is once people learn how to operate a business, they usually find that um, they go from one business to another business to another business, and they take those skills mm-hmm. that they learn. And, and that person who first, you know, they opened up their first flower shop, you know, 15 right. years later, they have a nail salon. And you're like, okay, flowers and nail salons, right. nails and flowers. I mean, the only way they really kind of go together is they're things women love, you know, but right. they're completely different industries. But what's saying, right. what's the same is the business. They've learned how to do business. Right. And they move on right. to, you know, creating more businesses. Right. No, I agree with you a thousand percent. I, and I think I say the same thing to people. You know, uh, that that common denominator in business is like, you know, like kind of like the business basics, business, the, the how, yes. the how-to, you know. And, and we're talking about, you know, like, you know, the basic structure of a company and this, that, and the other. And then, you know, basic marketing, basic accounting, you know, uh, promoting, uh, advertising. But at the same time, understanding that you want to, you want to have your business and you want to be a differentiator. You want to differentiate your business or you want to be a disruptor or you want to be an extended service of a business. And these things all sound simple when, you just, when I describe them like that, but we both know that the minute we say, okay, we're going to start any kind of business, I don't care if it's, you know, you want to, you want to start, whether it's plumbing as a service, painting as a service, or you want to be a manufacturer of paint. We, we know what it entails to actually embark on that task because there's monumental things you need to do on the business side that if you don't know, 
you're probably there's a good chance you're going to be statistically one of the majorities of the businesses that failed within the first five years. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of reasons. It's not just the aspect of not having the business acumen. You know, one of the the main reasons, I'll give you, and I probably have told our listeners this before, but one of the main reasons that businesses fail is they don't have enough money in the bank. They, I have seen people who, like, literally have about, you know, five, ten dollars $10, you know, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I got a couple of dollars. Let I want to go in mm-hmm. business. And I'm like, okay, but... Mm-hmm. Do you have a marketing budget? Do you have a budget to cover these expenses? A lot of people don't. The Harvard Mm -hmm. rule of thumb is that you should have enough money in the bank for five years to operate Mm -hmm. your business successfully, whether or not you earn one dime, whether or not you earn any profit. For the first five years, you're not supposed to be focused on the profit. You're supposed to be focused on operating the business, learning the business. And so Harvard School of Thumb says five years. Standard, if you would go to the SBA, they would probably tell you two years. But what happens is a lot of business have enough money for about two months. And so mm-hmm. what happens is they spend through that money. They try marketing campaigns that are more like gimmick it, gimmicks. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, let me try this. Let me hope for this. You know, and as a business mm-hmm. consultant, I always tell people I do marketing, not miracles. You know, when I'm doing mm-hmm. my initial consultation with people, the first thing that I try to figure out, and I don't want to say it like how much money they have, but I try to figure out if they're trying to, you know, make a quick come up or they have a long-term strategy. That's really what I try to understand mm-hmm. because people who are just, you know, like, okay, I got about $100. I, I want to start this business. I really want to be an architect, and I know I can mm-hmm. make it work with my $100. And I'm like, okay, well, your $100, you know, even if I would charge you $100 for marketing or charge you $100 mm-hmm. for consulting, you wouldn't even benefit. You know, maybe for $100 I can give you an advice, you know, some advice and tell you, okay, do this. Thank you, $100. But other than that, it, it, it would be a disservice to bring that person on as a client because they are, they're right. not able to maintain for the long term. Well, I got a question for you since you mentioned that. And the reason why I'm saying that mm-hmm. is because I agree with the logic behind the Harvard rule of thumb from your standpoint. And that's not your standpoint. I mean, mm-hmm. you mentioned Harvard rule, rule of thumb, so that's Harvard's standpoint that you're mentioning. Um, or you know mm-hmm. the SBA for the two, two years, two year having you know enough enough capital to, to sustain for at least two years, right? And mm-hmm. then the mm-hmm. funny part about it is, when I look at cats like say Mark Zuckerberg, um, mm-hmm. you know founder of Facebook from his dormitory, right? Of course, mm-hmm. Facebook was going to be a business, but we both know they didn't have enough financing when they started Facebook. Mark didn't have any financing really when he started fi- Facebook, other than being in his dorm room creating a, um, a website. And then his okay, but where was put, his um, dorm room? I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but, but let's go back to the question. Where was Mark Zuckerberg's but, dorm room? But, but but this is the point. It was in Harvard, but this is the point. This is the point. Okay. Um, okay. It was in Harvard. This is the point. And, and, and so when you look at a, a Harvard student not having enough financing for Facebook, he actually pulled the money from his friend, right? And then from mm-hmm. there, they, they, they grew as much as they could, and then they, they, you know, they networked to, to the point where they got to venture capitalists. Right. They had they were in the unknown from day one. So and I'm saying that to say even the businesses that I've dealt with that um, became successful, 
the interesting part about it is I know for a fact they didn't have five years um, of sustainability in them, but they were successful, right? So mm-hmm. when I look at when I look at when I look at that's why business to me is is so complex. Like you can get wonderful great advice that I think you need. Like the advice you give to people in business, I love one thing away from, you know, because I'm, I'm going into the whole five-year, you know, capitalized structure type thing. But away from there, I hear a lot of the things that you say to your clients because they're very practical. You have a very practical, common sense approach to some very sophisticated items in business. And when you're telling people, I think, um, to not away from the capital, you know, how they market and how they structure things and how they, how they advertise um, and how they pretty much, you know, promote or, you know, develop whatever concept or product or service it is, you've always had a very practical approach, and I appreciate that. And then at the same time, you know, business can be like, you know, damn near very complex and very lucky at the same time too in terms of who you know and blah, 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 blah. So there's these nuances that I also see because Facebook is a nuance. Microsoft is a nuance. Apple is a nuance. I don't think any of those had five-year startup capital before any of them started. To tell you the truth, they were just started. You know, um, Apple out of a garage, Microsoft, Bill Gates, I think they said he was running around trying to just like, you know, borrow money to grab the original operating system. Then, you know, he went off from there. Um, and of course, Zuckerberg was in the dorm room. And then, you know, other companies, you know, they, they've started from a very interesting, meager, meager, meager beginnings. I remember even one of these guys that I, I was I was going to go work for, matter of fact, his name is Clee Irwin. And he has a company named Irwin Naturals and they're a vitamin based company and they're nationwide and global. And I remember him telling me the story that they started Irwin Naturals. He started Irwin Naturals, just a simple vitamin company, and he started it out of um, his passion for vitamins and any other, but he started it in the kitchen of his apartment, and it just grew from there. And he, he wasn't capitalized, to say the least, you know. So it's just interesting the, the approaches that we have but, well, in, in business, but I know that to me when we look at, like, you know, the pros and the cons and we're looking at, you know, owner versus employee, um, I get into like you know the, the the understanding and the and really the tool that you need to have to even just get a business off the ground so it can be visible to, to consumers so that it can grow. I don't know if every business needs to be capitalized because some truthfully really aren't though. You know they're just kind of they kind of grow organically. Now maybe they're the true minority minority minority, but we've had some pretty interesting success stories that were then the minority too. Okay, I'm gonna yes. answer that. Then we're going to yes. go for a brief commercial break. Um, mm-hmm. We do. We have some callers. They're already waiting to jump in. I think Bob and a couple <laughs> more people right. may be on the line. But we are. I'm going to answer right. that. We're going to take a break. We're going to take some calls because already the one people are pressing one. So I just wanted to respond okay. to what you said. Okay. Cool. First of all, let me go back to the original question, which I stated was, where mm-hmm. was Mark Zuckerberg? And I've had this discussion mm-hmm. with other people. He, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't care what he came up with. He was not. Mm-hmm. He was at Harvard. That's where he was. So the Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. Zuckerberg, right? Zuckerberg, right? Zuckerberg was Zuckerberg a success. Zuckerberg. Okay, let's just think about right. that name. Zuckerberg right. Right. was going to be mm-hmm. a success regardless. He may not have. This is my opinion. That's that's all I can give you is the world according to Shreve. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean. Right, but right, even right. But he was at Harvard. I mean, you don't go from, okay, for the minute. most part. Okay, but wait, because we got a lot now, of people. Now, we now. got two people right there, well, no, no, and we I, got I, a commercial. But, 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 okay, no, okay, no. So as you were gonna say, go to commercial break. I'm gonna add one thing after commercial break, which is my reality. Okay. 
a reality. But no, right, but what, what I wanted to ask to that. Okay, okay. but wait, okay, wait, okay. we we okay. not there yet because okay. I had two points and then we are gonna do all of this. But <laughs> that's what I wanted to say about Mark Zuckerberg. But the other okay. thing is, I hear what you're saying. Even the guy starting in right. the kitchen. A lot of people are right. successful who don't have five years or two years of money in the bank, but they also don't right. quit their day job. They have some sort mm-hmm. of income coming in, or their spouse has some mm-hmm. kind of income. They live with a mom and a mm-hmm. dad while they're building mm-hmm. their business. Okay. So they don't have that's to have that's that money that's, that's in the bank. Jobs in the, yeah, no, I right. Get you. I get that's you. my I, point. I it's 931. I, we got two callers already, <laughs> person one. We got to take a brief commercial break. Then we got to <laughs> listen to Marvin's point. Yes. Right. And then we're going to come back and we're going to take some, some calls, okay, after this brief commercial break. Love it. Are you looking for a unique way to advertise for free? Are we having fun your now? business name to the growing business directory at AskSharifa.com. It's absolutely free, and you can benefit from being part of the Ask Sharifa network. That's AskSharifa.com. Where else can you get free advertising for your business, increase website traffic, and generate more leads fast and easy? Don't wait. Space is limited to a first-come basis. Visit AskSharifa.com today and get listed now. When you need an expert plumber, you need jordansruder.com. Get free estimates, 24-hour service, special discounts for seniors and veterans. That's jordansruder.com. Have a home repair or some remodeling you need done? No problem. We can handle all that, too. Give us a call today at 800-300-0358. At Jordan's Ruder, we take pride in our work and always make sure to get the job done right the first time. That's jordansruder.com. We want to be your Mr. Fix-It. Are you looking for an amazing business opportunity? Visit AskSharifa.com. Get the financial freedom you deserve. Partner with doTERRA and change lives as well as create your very own business. That's AskSharifa.com. Get products that sell and that people love using every day. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 or visit us online at AskSharifa.com. Are you ready for your financial freedom? If you are just now tuning in to the Breakdown Radio Show, you have missed a lot. You have missed the first 30 minutes of the Breakdown Radio Show, so you definitely want to listen to this show from the top of the show in the archives. If you are listening to the show on your computer, you want to join the conversation, feel free. Give us a call, 646-564-9989. Again, that number is 646-564-9989. If you're listening to the show on your phone and you have a question or a comment, you'd like to jump into the studio uh, and join tonight's conversation, please feel free to press 1. Now we're back. We're not going to go over because it's Friday and we don't go over on Friday because that's against my religion. So you got two – I'm going to give you two seconds, Marvin, two seconds, the two no. seconds. I, I, just wanna, I just want to say that. I, or you I wanna, get I muted. To add, uh, no, <laughs> I, wanna, I wanted to add this to, your, um, to, to the point. I think technology um, also has certain metrics and mathematics to it for, like, you know, for, for business overall because technology seems to move very fast. And when I'm saying that, I'm saying I, I remember being consulting years ago, about 15, 16 years ago, for two, t- for two different companies, and I was actually letting people go who had graduated from top Ivy League schools in business and technology because they weren't necessarily up to par. So when you were saying, like, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, was going to be okay because he was from Harvard. 
we I'm not going to mention the schools, but we let people go who were from the they most Harvard. schools in this country. They were not I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going. I'm just going to say. I'm going to say they you could be wrong. We are going to I, take I, some gonna, calls today <laughs> I'm gonna at say, 9.35. I'm going to say all Harvard kids do not stay employed. That's all I'm going to say. The ones named Zuckerberg are. So we're going to take a caller <laughs> who, is a, who, who is calling from, I believe, Skype. So caller, okay. you're on the line. Caller, are you with us? Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, we can hear you. <laughs> oh, good, okay. No, I'm hello. off my phone, not Skype. Hi, my name is Lacey Weston. How are you doing? Good. Fine. How are you doing, you, Lacey? Mr. We're West. doing great tonight. Good, good, good. Yeah, I just want to chime in. So I like what you're both are talking about, what you're saying, and I agree with both of you. Uh, I've had a business for well over 30 years now. I'm a fitness trainer. And I've hired a lot of people over the years, and a lot of people I've hired, over 50, 60 trainers over time. And everyone has bright ideas about how to start a business. So I've had so many people start with me that once they've learned the ropes, they had clients that promised to fund them and put money behind them. They've maybe gone down the street from me or five miles away, opened a place, and folded in a year or six months. A lot of these people had the money, and they had the people to back them. But what I really believe that people really lack today when it comes to business is long and short-term vision. A lot of times people yes. start a business or want to start a business, but they do it because they think about the money they're going to make or they think about what their friends told them. Hey, look, I have this business. I started this detailing business or, or this other kind of business. I'm making lots of money. So they're thinking about the money they're going to make. They're thinking about the job they hate right now that they're doing. They think about the kids they might have right now. They think about – you know, all these other things, they think about the girls they want to go out with or the guys they want to go out with, but they're not really thinking about who they are in the workplace. So when they start a company or decide or even think about starting a company, they're thinking about the wrong things. Instead of saying, hey, look, I'm going to start this company because I've always wanted to. Uh, this is a passion of mine. This is something that, that, that is really important to me. It's not important to them at all. They're just doing it because they want the money. And once they really get their feet in the trenches – and they realize these bombs and grenades and things are blowing up all around them. They run like rats, right? So they can't mm-hmm. keep up with what's really going on. And, and, and to what you were saying about the college, uh, people that go on the top schools, my son went to Stanford, graduated Stanford, mm-hmm. and then he went to NYU and got his master's mm-hmm. degree in urban planning and, and, um, and, and as a migration specialist. Um, mm-hmm. He also went to Paraguay, and he was working in the Peace Corps for a couple of years, so he was running a lot of – you know, the area out there. So on his resume, he has so much there that he gets hired for a lot of different jobs, a lot of work, mm-hmm. and he gets a lot of contract jobs. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I've got twin daughters that go to Cal State Northridge, and, and mm-hmm. they actually stand to do better than he does for the simple mm-hmm. reason that a lot of people that do go to top schools, they feel by going to top schools, they're going to get the top jobs. I've actually mm-hmm. had trainers come out of top schools to me for jobs, and I actually choose not to hire them for that mm-hmm. reason. Because they feel by going mm-hmm. to top schools like that, and they had that kind of privilege to go to schools like that, they're going to get the same privilege to get a job from somebody that they feel that they deserve that job from. And I yeah, would, there's more nine and, times, not to cut you off. There's more. There's more entitlement. Right. I, nine times out of ten, I'm going to hire the guy that either went to uh, a, a two-year college and probably dropped out, or probably made it through. Because I can actually see once I meet a person that this person wants to do something that's just not sure how to do it, 
And all they need is a little mm-hmm. push and some understanding, and they're going to get there. Versus the mm-hmm. person who actually has been given all the tools and everything they mm-hmm. possibly needed, and they get out. And m- m- what many people do out of top Ivy League schools, they'll get out of the school and generally will not necessarily go for the top job. They'll step down a few feet and go for a job they think they can get with ease. And this happens mm-hmm. a lot. And when they do that, mm-hmm. many people hire them because they believe they can give them short pay for great knowledge. Okay? And the person that takes that job gets stuck, and they keep going further and further down the line. There's only a few who will actually go to the top and stay there. So when it comes mm-hmm. back to, 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 to opening businesses, generally it's going to come back to passion. I'll take that every single time. I'll take a person who has, has the passion and the desire to do a job and no money before the person that has all the money in the world and no passion every single time. Every single time. Well, well, I'm going to chime, chime into that because that's more of my philosophy and the people that we've had to actually let go in top firms, we've actually mm-hmm. let go of more Ivy Leaguers to me than the kids coming out of San Diego State Schools and any other. We actually preferred, and we're talking about projects relating to Disney, to LAX, to keep people safe in the sky. And this is at a right. programming level. This, these are at, at many different levels of understanding uh, 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 different levels of business and different levels of disciplines. And it's very funny right. that you said that because I've actually been in hiring meetings where it's like, no, not that school, not that school. And these are Ivy League schools, and I'm not, not, I'm not doubting the Ivy League education. But right. I've, also known, I've also known that we've – I remember in one particular meeting, we actually cheered because we got a great candidate from an Ivy League school. We were cheering because we were like, oh, here comes all that knowledge, right? And it was, right. it was interesting to see this person literally bumbling around to where they had to be let go a few months later and to have right. other kids who are hungry, who are passionate about the science and disciplines because things change every day. And they came in, and they were like the wizards because there's one word that you said that I don't think I mentioned earlier with, uh, when I was on Sharifa which is the passion. And the passion drives people to learn, understand um, yes. that particular element, that particular area, and they actually yes. succeed because it's no longer an hourly nine-to-five situation. They love it, they're passionate about it, and they really want to become experts in it because that's what they really are passionate about, but that's what they love to do. And those are the yes. people that, you know, I actually, even in entertainment, those are the people I gravitate to the hungry, passionate people because on paper – I've seen, sadly, so many people look good on paper, but when it comes down to crunch time in the battlefield, (laughs) those people, I've seen them more times than not leave you hanging, but then that highly passionate person, I've seen the surprises come out of them. Matter of fact, sometimes I haven't even banked on them because they didn't look that great on paper, but then you you see what wins out, and then uh, from the passionate standpoint, and even when we look at some of our greatest success stories in business, you know, when Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook, and I know what Sharifa's point was, you know, he has a dorm room over his head this any other but there's a ton of students inside facebook some senior to him because i believe mark zuckerberg if you let them some other people tell it he was hired on to actually create another website and he right. was passionate about doing his own um but right just, exactly. you know, some guys you know, it was guys who want to make money versus him and want to be passionate about doing his own and then there's guys who want to be industry they want to be changers they want to be disruptors right and they're passionate about it okay it's passionate I know, I know. Right. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. passion, but I think, I think, and I, you know, I don't know what we're going to do next week, but, you know, because right. I know we're, we're going to be bringing on some guests, but I think the of education course. system would be a, a, um interesting topic of discussion because I think that's really what we're m- moving into, away yes. from yes. entrepreneur and owner, more into education, you know, because I had the same well, experience. I, right. Go ahead. Because right now we have well, two callers. Say, so let me, let me okay, sorry, sorry. Go, ahead, go, go ahead. Okay, I'll make it quick. So, yeah, and I want to agree with you also, Sharif, and I'll tell you this. 
Now, now that's on the flip side. So on the other side, now all the clients I've worked with over the past few decades and still now, they are top Ivy League school uh, uh, people, you know, doctors, top people, business, everything. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so a lot of the same people, they have the knowledge and, they, and they've done what they've done for years, but a lot are actually bored and don't want to do it. They, they, it's something they uh, discovered shortly into the career. They didn't want to do anymore, but they just kept going. So they, again, yeah. I think a big part is that people make decisions early in life because mom or dad said do it or somebody said do it. But I think the biggest thing, more so than just the passion and also the schooling and all that, we live in different times today. Many, many years ago, when a person went off to school to get education, there was, you had many more people who really wanted to get ahead. And, and let's talk, you know, ethic for a second. You know, back in the day in the 50s and 60s, you know, blacks, Hispanics, everybody else, we had to try so hard just to get that half a step forward, okay? Whereas now things have changed so much that that same determination is different. You've got social media, you've got reality, you've got all these different things going on that people have so many different choices of a career to go into that mm-hmm. people aren't even thinking passion. They're once again thinking money, whereas back 30, 40 years ago, we couldn't think about, you know, millions of dollars or, or all that, we had to think about eating tomorrow night. So we had to have right. determination and passion to get up and go to work and work 12 hours a day to get 50 cents to have half a meal. Whereas today, everybody Absolutely. wants to work, you know, a half hour today to get $50,000 to have a jet tomorrow. tomorrow. So the mentality has right. changed so much. So, so when it comes to top Ivy League schools, a lot of people that are going to schools today, it's because the parents have worked so hard and they're forcing these kids to go. And I see them. I see this all the time. I, I definitely. I, I think it's a, it's. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think it's an interesting um, discussion, and I would love to actually continue it vers- uh, yeah. basis yes. based on the schools. But I think that there are a lot of different um, factors that go into it. But I de- definitely we have eight four five caller on the line because we have two callers and we have fifteen minutes. Eight four yeah. five. Are you with us? I'll let you guys go. I- I'm listening from offline. <laughs> okay. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, I'm, how you doing? I'm here. Fair to Midland. That's what how are people you? in the Midwest say. Um, I have a comment. Okay. Is it all right? Okay. Absolutely. Um, watch out. During the next two years, people that are left spinners will be losing their money. People that are right spinners will be getting the billionaire's money because darkness or left spin has been in charge for 6,500 years. Now light or right spin has taken over. It's 80% to 20%. So it doesn't make a difference what school you go to what family you come from, uh, if your uh, uh, memory is great or you can uh, look at something and remember it for the rest of your life, doesn't make a difference anymore. It's just that it's right spin turn now. And let's see what happens during the next two years. Your George Soros's, your very dark, billionaires, I think uh, Gates is of the light, but you're dark 
you dark billionaires like George Horace. That, that money's leaving. He won't understand it, but it's going. The circumstances really don't make a difference. So I, I'm excited. I'm waiting for that to happen. I haven't had money in so long. It would be nice to have money. And sure, businesses are important, but not as much as they were. And they're not dependent upon the Illuminati or the uh, Cabal to uh, be successful. Zuckerberg will sure find that out. Probably within the next couple of years, he better start saving his money instead of spending it. That's all I got to say. Wow, Lord. Definitely thank you for your perspective. We always enjoy when you call in in on the show. Um, we appreciate it. We do have another caller on the line, 562 area code. You're on the line. Yes, good evening. Good evening. I see Jordan here. Thank you for allowing me to chime in. Oh, well, that's a big gamut. You guys are covering passion. Yes, I think they have to have that first. And I think the whole key to business has been said not to uh, make money the motivating factor. Service. Me personally, I believe is the motivation. It should be the motivating factor, or whatever business you go into. How can I do it the best? I was reading an article a man wrote one time. He said, "People always talk about new customers, new clients, or what have you." He said, "Take care of the ones you already have." It was like a light went on. When I really started doing that, it was like really amazing. It took my business up to another level. So it's like whatever our passion is, whatever we feel we just kind of naturally do, kind of similar to what he was speaking on on your other show, uh, Sharifa, earlier, just kind of put it together, you know, and see how you do it best, how you express it. And, and most people will be successful. Yeah, we spoke on the education. Some have a little more than others. Some get privileged. But I, I believe it's been my experience that business have grown through stick to itiveness. If whatever you're going to do, you have to hang in there and not think it's going to evolve tomorrow or next week. Because, you know, we've been so McDonald's, I call it McDonald's, you know, everything instant right now. And that's not the natural way. You know, you don't put no seed in the ground and tomorrow you have a tree or some fruit. So come on, be realistic. You know, some people, you know, they come up with an idea and see like, oh, wow, they got over. But most of the time, if you really examine it, they found a need, which, again, is my personal opinion that that's generally a good business person. If they can see a need and fulfill it and make a profit and money, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And everybody wins because, hey, there's always a need. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just do it with your spin, the way you see it, because there's always room for improvement, no matter what business you're in. It carry over, over and over again. Be honest, be sincere, do the best you can. No one could ever ask for anything more. 
and you will be successful. I guarantee anybody, you don't have to have a whole lot of money. You don't have to actually, my personal opinion, you don't have to have no money. I've seen people start businesses. I share my own experience. I was in so many businesses, and I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I was, but I know I'm on my way. I have clients now that five years ago I didn't have, ten years ago I didn't have. But the good thing, certain businesses I've been in since 1985. Other businesses I've only been in a few years. But as we expressed earlier, as we grow in business, we find that we can become entrepreneurs in other areas, but the same basic principles will carry over. I know a gentleman, his name was Marshall. He made uh, album covers for records, albums, Timmy Earl, Frank Sinatra, uh, Wes Montgomery, Willie Bobo, anyone you could think of, most likely Mars Sukoff made the album cover. Was that all he did? No. He made jewelry boxes and all kinds of things. So what is it I'm saying? Have a drive, have a desire, come up with an idea, find ways to, to, to finance yourself. The old saying, if you want to go into business, make some money, get an axe. If you can't get an axe, break some trees down, sell some wood, then buy an axe. Pop some more trees, buy some more, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Five ways. You know, I was a shoeshine boy. I was in the limousine business, Pesco, whatever. Uh, you see the people walking up and down the street. I admire them. Some people look at them. They collect cans, salvage, recycling. Recycling is one of the oldest businesses in the world. So, with all that said, whomever out there is listening, whatever your dream is, whatever your desire is, your passion, do it. Don't worry about the money. Just go for it. Don't let nobody say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. If you put it out there, the universe will find and bring you what you need. Wonderful words to live by. I mean, I definitely, it's not uh, it's not one of the things that I, I disagree with, but I also think in business that more people need to understand business. They need to learn business. Um, you know, take some classes on business. It is very difficult to, to understand every aspect of business. So if you understand accounting, if you understand marketing, if you understand how your website works, if you understand social media and you actually learn these things, then the likelihood of your business becoming successful is going to increase, uh, you know, that that much. That's really my point. Oh, I totally agree. I, I definitely agree. And, and to me, that's like, once you start doing it, then that passion will drive you to those things. Case in point, I start off plumbing in the actual physical world of what we call OJT, on-the-job training, right? But my passion became so good, the company I was blessed to work for, they sent me to school. And then I wanted to go to school. And then I wanted to take other classes and this, that, and the other. But it's still the same drive and passion. But like you said, then you come to the point where you realize, well, I don't know everything about business, then you reach out because wise people in business do that. Big people who have run big companies, they, they, I mean, they're on top, but they learn that very good, hard to do for most entrepreneurs starting out. They learn how to delegate because when you just start out, you kind of want to be on top of everything because for the most part, it's generally going to be the hardest thing when you're in the business to duplicate yourself 
What I mean, to have somebody do it like you would do it. I mean, they're going to do it with their spin, but most people won't do it with your same pride and quality, your same, you know, attentiveness, and all those things that you've established your brand and your business on. When I call uh, Ask for Marketing, I know what they're going to do. When I call Jimmy's Trees Company, I know what he's going to do. When I call whomever, I know what they're going to do because they do what they do. So as myself personally grew in the business, I had to – Talk, reach out to accountants and marketing people and and, and and attorneys, lawyers, and people who were doing what they do. So, you know, those saying, I don't want to sound cliche, is I do what I do. But you should, I totally agree, always be trying to improve, always be trying to advance yourself, you know, and become aware, you know, I take computer class, I you have to take this, that, and the other. Not that you're a master all, but at least you're aware, you know what's going on. And you can start relinquishing and delegating to people. You're going to have trial and error on all those levels, like Marvel's adventure, uh, mentioned earlier. Yeah, you're in business, a lot of good things, but boy, people don't know some of the sleepless nights you have and some of the other things that go along with that where people are suing you and stealing money from you and all kind of other things and threatening you. and There's a whole lot come along with that. And I always say, if you have the feeling of heart, uh, going to business for yourself, art school may not be for you. There's nothing wrong with a nine-to-five. I've had plenty of them, too. But I also know there's only a, a ceiling. You know, just over broke, everyone knows that. You can only go, but when you're your own entrepreneur, you can go further than the sky, if you want to use that phrase, because it's so much you can do. And as Marvin said earlier, with the advent of technology, we have almost the information we need at the touch of our fingers, and then we can have others concur what we've researched. Well, I thank Absolutely. you for that point. You know, and the and the and the and the, and the few points that you made. Um, and uh, I know we're nearing the end of the show. Uh, Shreva, did you want to add anything? I was waiting for your words of wisdom, Showtime, to close out this show. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I, I think you know this we is something obviously topic. Well, you know, we always love thinking our callers, and I think the enthusiasm shared by all of our callers and the different points of view leads me to know that, you know, this is it, – it's kind of like consistent with what the breakdown is. We want to break down ways to success, so naturally this will be a topic that is going to revive itself again and again and again through this podcast and through this series um, of the breakdown overall. So I love the fact that we opened up, you know, if you will, Pandora's box with tonight's line of questioning because I know we're going we're gonna to go through them through many podcasts and I really do uh, value everybody's point of view. Absolutely, absolutely. So we definitely want to thank all of our callers for your support. We definitely want to thank our listeners who tuned in to the show, whether you commented, whether you um, joined the conversation or not. We're, um, you know, we launched the show Valentine's February 14th. It's almost been a full month that we've been doing the show, and I'm just so grateful that more and more people are tuning in on a regular basis. Excuse me, that they're looking for the show at 9 p.m. on weeknights. Like, what are they talking about next? I think that's a beautiful thing. So I definitely want to thank our callers. I definitely want to thank our listeners. We had a fantastic um, night, wonderful conversation. I love to discuss the schools and the education aspect on Monday or next week. I think that's wonderful. But um, thank you, everyone. We are going to be back the same time on Monday, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
for advertising information or to be a guest on the Breakdown Radio Show, feel free to visit our website at thebreakdownradioshow.com. Until I wish everybody week. a great weekend. That's right. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you Monday. What was the original crowdfunding project? It's not the people who raised money for the zombie movie. Or the indoor beehive. Crowdfunding started with credit unions like Westcom. We're a member-owned financial co-op. Our members are putting their money together to offer each other low credit card and loan rates and high yields on savings accounts. Fund your future at Westcom. Westcom. The best bank for you may not be a bank at all. Westcom.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain terms may apply. I'm good with most things around the house. Plumbing, no problem. Drywalling, nailed it. But there's one home project that freaks me out, getting a mortgage. So confusing. That's why I'm glad I found Westcom Credit Union. They're a member-owned, not-for-profit financial co-op, so they offer low rates and personal service that makes everything easier. (laughs) Easier than changing that bulb in the oven. Westcom, the best bank for you may not be a bank at all. Westcom is an equal opportunity lender and federally insured by NCUA. Certain terms may apply.